This episode is brought to you by Fairy Godmother Travel. Make sure to visit them to fulfill all of your Disney travel needs. Email them at communicorweekly at fairygodmothertravel.com and tell them that we sent you. Hello, and welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show and home of the world's first pair of independently born identical twins. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And you just went on a little trip again, didn't you? Yeah, but we don't want to give too much away. We don't. I'm just saying because I'm jealous because oh, okay. you, you've been on a lot of like, you've been doing a lot of trip reports lately. Usually it's the other way around. I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I just figure instead of getting angry and having that little Jeff voodoo doll and poking you in weird wait, places. You, wait, what? You have a what? Um, nothing. Nothing. I don't, um, I yeah, the weather like here is stuff. really nice. So, <laughs> I do voodoo, though. <laughs> no, no, I don't, for real. Guys, if you want your own Jeff Communicore Weekly voodoo doll, just email me, okay? I don't um, like how this is transpiring right now. <laughs> this is not the direction I wanted this conversation to go. Okay. Yeah, so I did go on a trip. I found that uh, I really like going on trips and and doing stuff that are trip-like in nature. <laughs> what are you better? even saying? <laughs> you're, are you not being specific because you're going to talk about it in, in the trip report? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you're saying we should go to the trip report. I mean, unless you just want to start the trip report now, but I think everybody loves that bumper. That's true. Let's, let's hear that magical bumper. <laughs> Okay, so if you guys remembered a couple weeks ago, I went and took my very, very first trip to Dollywood, and it was awesome. But I had my whole family with me, and my family doesn't do roller coasters. We did ride the Mystery Mine, and it was awesome. Uh, so I upgraded my ticket to a season pass because my friend Michael that met us there said I could come stay with them. They live in Knoxville, him and his family, and him and I could go do a coaster trip, which is what I did. Um, it's only about a four-hour drive, so it's not too bad for me. You know, I had a free place to stay because uh, Michael's family is awesome. Uh, but uh, that, that first Saturday, last Saturday I got there, we went and did Knoxville. We were in Knoxville, I guess you could have said. Like the town of like Knoxville. That. Like the town of Knoxville, okay. the city, you know, in Tennessee. And I really got excited because uh, we went downtown and saw the Sun Sphere. And if you guys know about the Sun Sphere, it was sort of the icon of the 1982 Knoxville World Exposition. It was one of the signature buildings. It was 266 feet in the air, a gold sphere, and actually had gold embedded into the windows to provide the reflection and it's open for the public and it's one of two buildings for the world's fair that's still there the other one is the tennessee amphitheater which is sort of across the uh river there's a small river that runs through what the fairgrounds were 
And so you can still see it. You can rent it out. You can book it. So maybe we could do a live show there, Jeff. Hey, that that's okay with me. I'm like, all right. So we'll do the, a, the Sun Sphere we'll Kickstarter. Is it yeah. still gold? Is it still the golden yes, stuff it's, on it? It's still gold on the outside. Yeah, Does it hurt your just... eyes when the sun reflects off of it? <laughs> only only twice a day, depending on where you're standing. Okay, fair enough. Um, but the uh, you, you basically head up. Uh, you can head up to the fourth floor. Even though the third floor is an observation deck, which is about 20 feet in the air, and then the fourth floor is about 200 feet in the air. So you're on the elevator for an uncomfortably long time, going, well, this is awkward. Uh, but when you come out on the main deck, you're basically at the middle of the sphere, like the big giant trench on the Death Star. And this, the, the deck feels like it's hovering because you're not touching the inside of the sphere at all. It goes completely around. There are, there are, there is a floor below and there are two floors above you, but you don't really see them, of course, unless you've got x-ray vision. But there's a glass wall. It's about four feet tall that you can see over and it feels like you're going to fall over and die. So basically, so you're I having a great time. Stood, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so excited about it. I got up on top and I uh, went with Michael and he brought his two-year-old son. A little shout out to West. And little West is a daredevil, and he was like, I want to climb over this little wall. And I'm like, no! But it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. Fantastic views of Knoxville. You can see the Smoky Mountains in the distance. You can see uh, all the UT stuff, which is apparently important. But it was fun. So if you ever get a chance, if you're in Knoxville, definitely go by the World's Fair Park and enjoy this little piece of history. But I think we've got some pre-recorded trip reports, right? You, you do Hollywood. have some pre-recorded trip reports. You just have to push the button. I can't. I do. I'm going to pause it right now. And here we go. Okay, so we're sitting here at Dollywood eating lunch at Granny's. Aunt Granny's? Granny's Ham and Beans. Granny's Ham and Beans. I got my friend Michael M. with me. We've done a ton of coasters this morning, and we're just enjoying some great lunch. So first thing we did in the rain, Wild Eagle was spectacular. The smoothest coaster I've ever been on. It was absolutely amazing how good it was, how much fun it was. The wind whooshed in your ears at the appropriate time. Fantastic hills, fantastic air. Um, what did we do after that? We went and did Mystery Mine? Is did that Mystery the Mine one? next, yes. Yeah, um, we did Mystery Mine. No, no, we did Blazing Fury. That's right, we did. We, yeah, we did Blazing Fury. Fire in the hole! <laughs> Love that one. Last time I saw it, I was with my boys, and I was watching them more than the ride, so this was awesome to see and this time. First time I've been on it in a couple of years, and they've added a few scenery uh, things to the decoration. Yeah, they've got some special effects now. Uh, so after that, then we did the Mystery Mine, and it was about a 15 or 20 minute wait, which yeah, drove us crazy. So oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you. So after we did the um, the Mystery Mine, which again was awesome, can't say anything else about it, we went and got Cubots, the line saver. Which allowed us to skip an hour long line. Yeah, skip hour wait at Fire Chaser Express, which is awesome. Uh, dual launching, family style coaster. The most exciting family coaster I think I've been on. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a lot much better than the Barnstormer at the Magic <laughs> Kingdom, but it was it's fun. You go backwards for a short time period. There's some surprises. The hills are great. Had a great time with it overall. And had and, real fire. And had real fire. <laughs> and uh, we've got the Cubot. We've got uh, Thunderhead. Thunderhead next. Thunderhead lined up next. Tennessee Tornado. And then Tennessee Tornado probably after that. And then we're just going to go ride whatever we want to. So we're having a great coaster day, just the two of us. And we'll check in with you later. Okay, cadets, so 
We are back again. I'm back with Michael. We are almost at the end of our Dollywood day, and we are at uh-oh, Grandma's. Aunt Granny's. Aunt Granny's at the buffet, which is actually spectacular. The green beans are amazing. There's a make your own taco bell on taco bar. And I made a complete mess. I haven't eaten it yet. But over the afternoon, we realized you know, we got the Q-Bot or the Q2Q line saver, and it made a huge difference. And by far was worth the $25 a person. But you get a discount if you're a gold pass. $21.95. So it was $21.95 per person. So we rode, of course, used it for the Fire Chase Fire Chaser Express twice. We rode the Wild Eagle again, and it is much better sitting in the back of the trains for the Wild Eagle. You are, completely different experience. Yeah, you are pulled instead of being pushed. It's a great experience. It was a lot scarier, I thought. A lot scarier. Um, we also got to ride Thunderhead twice. Rode it in the front and the back, and I got to admit, I think riding Thunderhead in the back again was better. I felt like we were getting pushed. I mean, pull, uh, pushed again. And it that, felt much faster. Yeah, the coaster's the fast. Back. Really, really the fast. Classic wooden coaster. Yeah, I was really surprised with it. Um, of course, we rode Mystery Mine what three times three today? Three or four times. Three or four times. <laughs> Still in the back. We may have done it four times. We today. can't get in the front of that thing. So right in the back. But Mystery Mine, if you're coming to Dollywood, that is a must-do. You've got to do it. Thunderhead was awesome. We did get to ride the uh, Tennessee Tornado because, man, we after the second Fire Chaser Express, sitting in the back was fun until you go backwards. And it made both of us sick, and we didn't want to ride the Tennessee Tornado no again. No more loops. Yeah, no more loops for us. That one doesn't have loops, but the Tennessee Tornado does. Um, so we had cinnamon bread. Instead. To calm our, uh, <laughs> put some sugar into us. And uh, went to the Dollywood Museum, which was actually pretty chasing rainbows. It was spectacular. It was really good. And then, great break from the action. Yeah, did the train as well. Train is a must-do. Great break for that. I recommend sitting in the back of the train. Yeah, sitting in the back of the train because of the suit. And the, the suit. exit. Yeah. And the exit. It's easier to exit if you're on the back of it. Much easier. So, um, I think we had a blast. We're going to finish up dinner here and maybe check out a few more things before we head out. But... It's a fun day doing nothing but riding coasters with the Q-Box or the line saver, right? Well worth it. Well worth it. So uh, I can come back next weekend? Yes. We'll do this again? We'll okay. do this every other weekend. We'll do this every other weekend? I think I can do that. I think that's pretty cool. So. so Michael and I had a fantastic time on our guys only coaster trip. Dollywood's got seven coasters and we rode all of them at least twice except for the Carolina Cyclone. We were going to ride it, but it's not one of Michael's favorite. And after he'd ridden Fire, Chase, Fire Chaser Express the second time, we rode it in the back, and when it goes backwards, kind of makes you a little sick. To, made us sick to our stomach. Feeling your so ears is what you're saying. Yeah, so we had to eat some cinnamon bread to you know kind of calm our nerves and everything like that. But but Dollywood is a fantastic coaster park. You've got a steel wing coaster with the Wild Eagle which I wrote, we wrote it in the front and the back, and it is amazing in both of them. It's got Thunderhead, which is a wooden coaster, basically. That was amazing. So fast, so um, powerful of a ride that it was, it was just so much fun. Mystery Mine, I know we talked about that one before. You can't say anything about Mystery Mine. You just have to experience it. Are you saying that because it's, it's called Mystery Mine? Yes, yes, you really can. But it's got a theme song, too. I don't when even want to hear it. I want to experience it for myself. Yeah, Mystery Mine. Yeah, well, I'm not going to sing it. Okay, good. Um, but the Mystery Mine is one of those, those coasters you just can't tell anybody about. You just have to do it. 
And then we uh, Fire Chaser Express was an awesome family coaster. It's a dual launch coaster. So it's sort of like Rock and Roller Coaster, except really cute and really tiny. Um, and it's got those hills where you think it's going to be big, but it's not. It's a lot of fun. And, of course, we rode Blazing Fury, which we know that's Adam the Woo's, one of his favorite rides. We rode that one twice. And I think if we missed one... Well, and, and we rode the train, the Dollywood Express, too. That's an awesome ride. So, overall, great park to go if you like coasters. There are a lot of different coasters there at Dollywood. A lot of great food and great atmosphere. I so definitely need to go check it out. I, I need yeah, to go I, out there. I know I'll be going back uh, as soon as I can. He's a nerd. He's a geek. Because we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. Ha! It's George's Book of the Week. Hey, Jeff. We've just survived a zombie apocalypse. What are you going to do? I'm going to Walt Disney World. Exactly. Um, so for this week's review, we're not actually going to Walt Disney World, which is oh. kind of a shame. But I know, I know. But you're like, what, two seconds away from Disneyland? Fair point. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to talk about a book that deals with the zombie apocalypse, sort of. Um, I ran across this book, Apocalypticon. And I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Apocalypticon by Clayton Smith while I was perusing the website Boing Boing, which I love. What caught my attention was the cover image. And it had a hand that looked like it was coming out of the ground, you know, like a zombie's hand would bust out of the ground, I guess. And it was silhouetted by a castle, and a castle that looks a lot like Cinderella Castle at Walt Disney World. And, you know, I backed up the browser and looked at it again and read that it was a novel written about a post-apocalyptic world in which the main characters decide to travel from Chicago to Walt Disney World on a quest. So, it still totally fits with the Disney theme, right? Because, you know, Disney. Um, <laughs> but let's make it very clear, this is not a book that is set at Walt Disney World, so it'll get your mind set on reading it because of that. Um, that said set your mind on reading it because it's hilarious and it's a lot of fun and it's really well written yeah and as everybody knows i'm not one for the scary stuff what so yeah go figure back up um, hold a minute <laughs> really hey i've watched part of a horror movie over the weekend uh i guess that doesn't count at all still nice try okay okay i want to find out something okay um so for me to like to want to read something that's scary, it's got to be good. It's got to get some good reviews. And if you check out the blurb that's on the back of the book, uh, you read that the Jamaicans started the apocalypse. And uh, once you get into the book, you realize that Smith has a really great sense of humor, and he's able to write really good dialogue. Uh, Apocalypt Apocalypticon, I know I messed this one up, is almost more of a like a buddy book as opposed to a post-apocalyptic novel. We meet the two main characters, Patrick and Ben, who are holed up in a Skyrise apartment in Chicago. And it's about three years after M-Day, as they called it, when Patrick decides that it's time for them to visit Walt Disney World. Uh, honestly, I was like seriously impressed with the dialogue between Patrick and Ben. Um, it, it, I mean, it's really obvious to me that Clayton has a knack for dialogue, and a lot of their banter reminded me a lot of two certain hosts of a theme mm. park podcast. Mm. I'm not sure who. Um, but, I, I mean, it was smart, it was witty, it was really quick, 
And if this was like a film or TV show, the jokes would be coming like a mile a minute with these two. It was just really, really impressive. I liked it a lot. Yeah, the dialogue was really, really well done, um, as was the pacing and the general story of the book. Uh, the bulk of the book is a road trip, sort of, uh, as Patrick and Ben make their way south. During their journey, the guys run into an incredible melange of characters that represent every major genre in doomsday literature. Some were drawn quite broad, and some were rather spot on. Uh, there's an attack early on in the book by a pack of hipsters. That was incredibly funny. Yeah, very, I, don't, very funny. I, I don't think there was a chapter that I didn't uh, laugh out loud at some point in time, because some of the situations that these two get themselves into were insane, and like most of them, the outcome was more hilarious than than the last. <laughs> and you know, some of Clayton's social commentary was pretty great and spot on too. Um, one of my favorite parts is where you know there was a gang of Wall Street brokers, and they got away oh. from them by shouting movie quotes at them um, from the movie Wall Street. And it was to me like that's hilarious. That was really, really. Oh. It sounds ridiculous as I'm saying it out loud. I realize that, but in the book, <laughs> it is it is fantastic. Yeah, and the book really has some massive payoffs, which is great. And it does take a while for them to get to Walt Disney World, you know, like Jeff mentioned. And most of the book does play, take place on the trip itself. Still, it is very funny. And as we mentioned, it's got great dialogue, great characters, and a very impelling story. Um, coming from someone who's not a fan of scary stuff, I know we've already covered this, I found the tale quite gripping in a good way and charming at the same time. I really like these characters. I wanted them to succeed, but I also really wanted to explore the world with them to see what was happening. Um, I do wish the, the quest had lasted much longer, but that would have made the book longer, which wouldn't be a bad thing, but eventually Clayton would have had to end the book anyway. That's true. So. That's true. And this just goes to show you that not all scary things are bad, George. I mean, come on, <laughs> right? I mean, it really is a really enjoyable book, and yeah. I like I pretty much guarantee you will laugh at some point while reading it. And, I mean, even though it has a very, you know, minimal connection to a certain theme park we all know and love, I, I think it's definitely worth picking up still. Um, I mean, you're not going to learn any new tidbits or history <laughs> from the park, but it's still a very entertaining read. I mean, you may learn a thing or two about getting from Chicago to Walt Disney World after the apocalypse, but aside from that, yes. not much. Yeah, so that's a good manual for that. So uh, I think we both enjoyed it. We both highly recommend this book. I think yes. it's a great read. I like that even if you're not into scary books, uh, there's it's a lot of fun and there are some tense moments where you're like, ah, don't go in there, no, no, no. But you know, George was yelling at his book as he was reading. Yes, I was. Caused some consternation in the house. So, uh, but this week's book is Apocalypticon by Clayton Smith. Sometimes it's a one. Sometimes it's a two. When you gotta go, what you gonna do? It's a bathroom break. <sighs> So this week's bathroom break comes in from Cadet KCW, and he sent us this amazing email the other day. Um, remember when we talked about those manual flush uh, toilets uh, in episode 172? Well, this yeah, that email... Was, that was a while ago, though, it wasn't was, it? It was. So just in case you want to remember, go back to 172. Um, but based on that, Cadet Casey wrote this email, and it says, Dear Communicore Weekly, I was at Epcot over the weekend and had the occasion to swing by the men's room at Le Cellier Steakhouse at the Canada Pavilion. Now, you recently had a podcast where you expressed excitement that the Wonders of Life Pavilion still had the flush-when-you-want toilets. I was excited to hear this too, by the way. 
Anyway, after learning this piece of info, I generally kept an eye on the, all the toilets I used while on the trip to Walt Disney World. <laughs> this email gets better, I promise. <laughs> that being said, I am happy to report that the Wonders of Life Pavilion is not the only Epcot area that still maintains the flush when you want toilets. And in fact, they can also be found in the men's room at the Los Celier Steakhouse. I don't know whether the same can be said for the ladies' room. Just to confirm that I'm not making this up, I took two photos, one of a toilet and one of a stall. I know it's odd that I snapped these photos, but nobody else was in the men's room at the time. But I felt as if I needed proof to show you this. That's amazing. Thank you very much to Cadet Casey. Uh, flushing on your own terms, you guys. That's all what we're all about here at Community Weekly. <laughs> yeah, he ended the email with that. That's fantastic. I... Yeah think that's great and we got we to gotta get those shirt designs down pat i know we do we really have to especially now that it's a thing um yeah. this is this is great i'm really on a quest to find new you know flushing on your own terms toilets because yeah i mean i've heard some rumors about some other ones so we just need some cadets to report in for us to and... go into the wilds of walt disney world <laughs> and try not to get caught taking photos of flush when you want toilets because exactly exactly not and, weird and at all e no no and email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com with with those and photos, tell us. yeah, and tell us what you found, and you know, not that we're requiring documentation or proof, but yeah. But it's we always nice to have that backup just in case we want to see the handles that you flush. Am I am I making this weird? I'm not making this weird, right? Yeah, let's 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 move on. Okay. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. Voyage to the Iron Reef is a brand new 3D interactive shooter ride at Knott's Berry Farm, and it, it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, the ride actually occupies the same space of the former Berry Tales and Kingdom of the Dinosaur attractions, which were designed by Rolly Crump and Bob Gurr, respectively. And Rot Iron Reef, which takes place underwater, has quite a few references to these former attractions in it. You know, during the very first shooting segment of the ride, there's an old ride vehicle that's rusted that's actually from Barry Tales, and it's directly in front of you. I didn't notice it the first time. I just thought it was mm. part of the, the coral reef. Um, and actually, if you look to the right of the screen, there's also a big neon sign for the Roaring Twenties section of the park that uh, used to be there. And if you shoot it, the sign will light up for you. So I thought that was uh, kind of cool. Um, cool. And if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, there's a .5 episode I just uploaded before this one uh, with a full audio ride through of Voyage to the Iron Reef and some thoughts about the ride itself. So be sure to go check it out. It should be 175.5. That should be the episode number. Well, so it might not be too hard to find. No, hopefully not. Hopefully if you can count, <laughs> you can find that episode. I know sometimes I have a difficult time. <laughs> Well, one of the things we don't require is the ability to count. That's to true. To be a part of the year of a million or so limited time cadets. Hooray! That's Yay. right. And I was uh, to do that segue. This that was a very good segue. I got to give you props for that segue. I, try. I, I, try. I don't know how you pull them off so. sometimes, but you you nailed it. You nailed it, George. <laughs> Speaking of nailing it. Uh, of course, mm. be sure to email us at communicorweekly at gmail.com and send us your, your name, your birthday month, and your address if you want to be entered into the contest. And mm. this week's prize is actually a Disney Cruise Line prize pack from Fairy Godmother Travel. Travel. So thank you, Miss Teresa Corey. And the winner of this week's prize is Ariel N. from Alpharetta, Georgia. So congratulations, Ariel. Uh, Teresa Corey will be sending your prize out to you shortly. And don't forget to... Send us a photo of yourself enjoying the prize pack. Yes, if we please make, do. So we can post it all over the interwebs. Yes. 
and hopefully it'll go viral and you'll become famous. Hey, that's not a bad idea, but it we do require a 10% finder's fee if that does happen. That's a good point, that's a good point, because then, yeah, we'll have to make sure we do that. So, But don't forget to email communicorweekly.gmail.com to be part of our year of a million or so. Limb time cadets. Yes, please. Uh, that's limited, but there you go. Okay, guys, well, before we mess up anything else, thank you so much for watching and listening to another episode of Community Core Weekly. Yes, be sure to leave us a comment if you're watching us on YouTube or give us a rating on iTunes, one of those nine-star ratings if, if you yes. really enjoy the show. Yes, we need more of those. Uh, email us at communicorweekly@gmail.com not only to enter the contest, but just to say hey or sup, Corey, or something like that. Uh, sidebar, there may be a sup, Corey shirt on the Community Weekly web store, but we'll get to that later. Mm. Um, also, like us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash communicorweekly. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Imagineerding. He's at Jeff Heimbuck. And of course, you can always give us a call on the Communicore Weekly Hotline at 424-785-4628. And visit the Communa Store on our website, CommunicoreWeekly.com, where you can get the musical or apparently some pretty cool t-shirts, like a new one maybe, at CommunicoreWeekly.Spreadshirt.com. Hmm. And of course, if you want a Communicore Cadet button or our official membership card or some stickers, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to Communicore Weekly, P.O. Box 432, Orange, California, 92856. And as much as we love your love, yeah, that's right. Um, don't forget, you can also support us on Patreon with a small monthly donation. Just visit patreon.com slash Communicore Weekly. And for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for listening, guys and gals. We'll see you next week on Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show. Bye.